Damn, 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 son, where'd you find this? Welcome, welcome, welcome to episode 96 of the Fly Route Podcast. I am your host, Anthony, a.k.a. Tony Playboy, a.k.a. Big Body Fournette, a.k.a. Kendrick Percocet, and I am here with the guys. Y'all got any a.k.a.s for yourself? P.O., a.k.a. Twig Street, baby, a.k.a. Mac and Cheese, no coordinator needed, with uh, uh, no base. This week again. <laughs> no base. No base. <laughs> hey, it's Cliff, aka Glove, aka another one. Stole another one out of Texas. Uh, boys, keep it moving. Sam, aka Hoops Dialogue. Go follow that on TikTok and YouTube. If you're a fan of the NBA, putting out short form content daily. Vise, vise, we have an exciting show breaking down week 15 of the NFL season. Before we get started, make sure you like this video and follow wherever you're listening, whether that's Spotify, YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, etc. Live every week, 6.30, Central at the Fly Route Pod. Let's get right into our recap with the players of the week from week 14. What we got, T.O.? So y'all already know, man, getting here started with the... Offensive player of the week. We got, I mean, it's a no-brainer this week. We got to give it to Baker, who the Rams called up 30 minutes before the game and was like, listen, <laughs> we need you to come get us this dub real quick. <laughs> so, picking him up off waivers, man, had no time to gel with anybody, throw any passes, came in, got the job done, went 22 for 35 for 230 yards and a touchdown. It's just insane, insane performance. Um, also... The Raiders deserve to lose the game out there doing the gritty over punts and getting all those penalties that also helped them lose. But also, we're going to give a special mention to Trevor Lawrence and Jalen Hurts, respectively, who also had some great performances as well. So definitely don't want to leave them out. Defensive player of the week, got to give it to my man Josh Uche from Patriots. Five tackles, three sacks, and three tackles for loss. Special mention with Brandon Graham from the Eagles with three sacks, four tackles, and a forced fumble. And then for special teams for the week, I had to give it to Eddie Pinheiro from the Panthers. The kicker had a perfect day, went six for six, three for three for three on extra points and three for three on field goals. So he had a total of 12 points and a 30 to 24 win over the Seattle Seahawks, which was a pretty big win for them. And Coach uh, Steve Wilkes got him playing really good down there in Carolina. So, I mean, he should be the man for the job, but that's all I'm gonna say. <laughs> mm, look, I bet he, I bet they bring in somebody random instead. They go home. They go home. That's just they vibe. You know that. That's just they vibe. Mm-hmm. Look, we we want to get fast paced and get right into the no huddle for this week. We are going to play a game of Would You Rather. We are going wide receiver edition. I'm going to give you a wide receiver. You're gonna let me know if you would rather have them. Or the competing guy. So I'm going to start with the legacy candidate first. So here we go. Let's talk DeAndre Hopkins. Are y'all taking D-Hop or A.J. Brown right now? That's tough, though. But I'm I'm going to go A.J. Brown. Like, I really like D-Hop. He's been one of the best receivers in the league for a long time. But... The emergence of A.J. Brown, his dominance is, I mean, 
we all know how dominant D Hop is. Let me not say that he's not dominant, but the emergence of AJ Brown is it has been crazy. And if we're going based off everything, based off like age and everything, I gotta go AJ. I think I gotta go DeAndre Hopkins. I think that him missing a third of this season, we've gotten to see AJ Brown just do it for more of this season. And the Eagles offense has just been so much better. I feel like if you put DeAndre Hopkins in the Eagles offense, it looks pretty scary too. And I feel like the Cardinals have the potential to look to have an offense that looks like that. But for whatever reason, coaching, personnel, or otherwise, they just haven't to this point. So I think I still got to give it to D-Hop. But, oh, my, it's so close. Like, A.J. Brown's having the better year. A.J. Brown's having the better year for sure. Yeah, honestly, for important sport team, I might go D Hop. Honestly, like I really like D Hop, and to come into like last night, nice game, and to be leading your team and receiving like, and you miss multiple games, that's insane. Like that shows you yeah. how important you are to that team. So yeah, yeah, I got I got to go. With, I got to go D Hop too. AJ Brown's been on a tear, but like you said, with the offenses, like I don't think Kyler's taking the game as serious as, as Jalen is. Like I don't. I, I really I don't I I want to see like this is I'm sad that he tore his ACL and shit and I and I got him in my dynasty league so I'm hurt but <clears throat> he's he's played well and we all know he's got the potential but like now I want to see how he fights through adversity and like how much he really wants to to play ball and be as good as he can be but with D Hop there yeah I gotta I gotta ride with D Hop for the overall just. His resume. Yeah, I gotta see Kyler win some meaningful games, like like you say, and just play with that fire or something. I don't know what he's missing, that dog or what, but it's crazy. Okay, that's not too bad. I like that. I, I think that for a single game, for a single season, right now, D Hop is it. But AJ Brown is quickly, quickly making that a real discussion. So I'm gonna make this a little bit harder for you, D Hop or Stephon Diggs. I gotta go, Diggs. Yeah, Diggs. I mean, I mean, big playability for me. Yeah, I mean, although this past week, like, I mean, it was a little quiet for him, but they did still get the dub. So, I mean, yeah. I, Diggs is just different. Like, I think he does everything well, as does as does um, D Hop, but like, he's also younger, and I think. He can do a lot of the same things that he can, like, route running-wise. Like, I personally don't think A.J. Brown is the best route runner. Like, that's True. that's a big thing that I, that separates receivers for me. And I think uh, Diggs can definitely do that. Yeah, I, I definitely think Diggs is the better all-around receiver. Um, like you said, route running, hands, catch radius, speed, take the top off at any time, too. And then, I mean, he can take a slant to the crib, so. I mean, D-Hop, really love him. I feel like he's a really great receiver, but he don't have, like, you know, that big playability like uh, Stephon Diggs. Like, he obviously can go over the top of anybody, but, like, one-on-one and just, I'm gone? Nah, he can't do that at this point. Yeah, I th- I agree with everything they said. I got to go Diggs. I think at his peak, I would go D-Hop, but I, right now I got to go Diggs. Ooh, that's a sweep. Okay, okay. <laughs> Let's get D Hop a little bit of love. I'm 
This one is probably a gimme, but we'll see what happens with it. D Hop <laughs> or Mike Evans? D Hop. Yeah, I'm going D Hop. It's it's close. Right. Like Mike Evans has that, you know, thousand yards every season and deep ball, crazy skill on the deep ball. But I just feel like I just feel like with the number of catches and just leading the league in reception so consistently, I think I got to take D-Hop. Yeah, I got to go D-Hop just based on the fact that, like, he went a whole stretch of his career with some quarterbacks you probably can't even remember, like Brock Osweiler and, listen, just a bunch of mistakes that shouldn't even been in the game. But, a bunch of mistakes. Yeah, Yo. a bunch of mistakes. <laughs> they trash. That is, that is wild. Let's keep it a buck. They were trash. Let's, let's keep it a buck. So, wow. I mean, obviously Deshaun Watson was his best quarterback, but for some time before him, and then now, you know, he's a little shaky with his quarterback situation because Kyler is like, we don't know when he's going to play good. And then now, honestly, Colt McCoy is not a bad backup. He's decent, but, you know, it's not the same, you know, obviously, as a Kyler or something like that. But, yeah, yeah, I got I to go D. I got to go D. I'm a I'm a ride with Diab too. Like I said, he's done it without without the quarterback. I mean, he got Tom there. Like Mike Evans got Tom with him now. So like, and he's had quarterbacks that's gonna sling the rock, even though Jameis will throw he'll throw a bunch of picks, but he gonna throw it out there. And, and, that's the, <laughs> and that's the best kind of receiver to do is just throw it up. Hey, let let Mike Evans go get it. So he's had hey. guys that is gonna throw the ball. Uh, and but just D Hop overall, I think again back to the route running piece. I think. He's, and he don't drop the ball either. That's yeah, true. He, that's true. All right. He's going to snag. Uh, he snagged on nothing like four people. And you know, the joke, the, down. The joke he was out of bounds. Yeah, that yeah. was okay. Yeah, that was crazy. <laughs> the back of the, yeah, yeah that back of the end zone. He just caught that to catch it. Like, it wasn't even anywhere. Nah. <laughs> yeah. He just caught like, that to let them know. <laughs> bro, I was like, did he call that? It's four dudes right there. Mm-hmm. It was insane. It was insane. Mm-hmm. Fuck Mike All Evans. Right. Who that? Marshawn Lattimore owns him. We can move on. Oh, he did. He definitely <laughs> <does>. <laughs> <Aye>. <laughs> Let's talk about underappreciated receivers. I want to talk T. Higgins. T. Higgins okay. is currently wide receiver 16 on the season, but doesn't get a lot of shine because of Jamar Chase just being otherworldly. So, T. Higgins or C.D. Lamb? Hey, what's up, Cliff? Hey, what? I'm I'm riding with my guy, man. <laughs> I, I'm riding with CD. I like I like T Higgins a lot, but he doesn't have he he doesn't have the separation speed. He is a big body and yeah. makes great plays and like is a physical receiver. Um, I don't know if he could be a one. Like, I think. He's it's it's a it's much easier when you got Jamar Chase on the other side. We obviously know who he is. Like it's much easier when he's getting the attention. And Tyler Boyd ain't no slap either. I think they as, as a core have a lot of guys you got to defend. And I they think do. I think he's still good, a really good wide receiver. But I think he is thriving in a system that allows him to get good matchups and stuff like that. Um, CD Lamb is the clear one, and. We see, we see. He has times when he dropped balls. He like, what are you doing? I think. I T. Think, Higgins dropped the ball too, though. Yeah, and 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 I just like, but then he'll come and make a one handed catch, and you're like, all right, like, 
Yeah. All right. Like, like he just, I think he's still going through like a maturity thing and like being him because that's who he is there. They're expecting him to be the one. And I think he's just got some growing up to do, but I think he'll, I think he'll be all right. Yeah. I got, I got to go to on this one too. Um, I, I feel CD. I would take CD if I had to choose between the two. Um, like you said, he does have some, you know, occasional drops where it's like, all right. And then he'll, the next play make a one-handed catch and it's like okay like that's a ridiculous catch but um just from everything like you said like route running speed um i mean he could do it all so and he can do i think he can do it all better than t higgins can in my opinion so i would take cd this one is really tough all overall yeah this one yeah yeah overall yeah this one's really tough for me because i think t higgins could definitely be a one, but I think I got to go CD lamb too. Um, for all the reasons that these guys just said, but I think, I think this one's really close, but I, I just think that you put CD lamb with Joe Burrow as like the number two kind of receiver. He's probably putting up same crazy numbers. T Higgins is we talking about Marvin Harrison, Reggie Wayne type number. Yeah, and then and then on the other <laughs> side, you put T. Higgins as the number one with Dak. I think he still has great numbers too. So I think, I think, I, regardless of flipping the situation, I think it's really close. But I, I think I got to go CD too. I, yeah, I think CD is a, he's a bit more polarizing than a T. T. Higgins. So like, if you were to flip flop them right now, I feel like the Bengals will be having more success than. One hundred percent. I think so. If, if CD was with the Bengals, they would be having more success than with T. Higgins there, in my with, with T. Higgins, is like, and I think the Cowboys would have less success with T. Higgins as their their I one. I think so too. Like I, I personally just think Dak needs a. I don't. I, I think T. Higgins can run routes again, but he's a big body guy. Like Dak is is putting it in a spot type of guy. But like I don't know. Like maybe maybe that'll help him in his in his putting it in a spot because you got a bigger target, but. I just think the mouth dropped. I need I need to hear what he got to say about that too. <laughs> Yo, I just think it's wild that like I I don't nec- I do not think the Bengals would be better with C D instead of T. Higgins because what? Yeah, I don't. I like I would buy the Cowboys part, right? Because I feel like that element of speed that C D has is very important for the Cowboys offense in particular because he's their one and Dak is it. Dak was never good for just, like, the big throw-it-up 50-50 guy. Like, we saw what happened when he was trying to force it to death. It just wasn't really it for him either. Like, so, like, I'm with you on the Cowboys thing. Don't get me wrong. But on the <laughs> Bengals thing, that's wild because that's Joe Burrows. That's Joe Burrows-ish right there. He's like, hey, yo, Jamar there somewhere. Hey, yo, T over there somewhere. And he going to come down with that John. Like, like, that is Joe Burrows thing. Like, and we saw like a good what month of T Higgins being there one and Tyler Boyd not showing up during that entire period of time. And they lost no games. And T Higgins put up numbers, numbers. Like I just I I feel like this is a little while for but me. But you don't think I'm with saying. Joe Burrow, CeeDee Lamb would be like in that same situation as the one next to Tyler Boyd, say Jamar is out. Because I understand what you're saying about Jamar and CD kind of being a little bit redundant as both like deep ball receivers. Um, but if you put CeeDee Lamb next to Tyler Boyd with Joe Burrow, I feel like CeeDee Lamb's probably putting up similar production to what T did in that in that stretch. 
No, you all said that they would be better with CD. I think they not would be that, better with not CD. That, not that they can't both produce, because we know CD is the truth. But y'all said they'd be better with CD, and that's that's where you kind of lost so. me a little bit. I think so. I think he gets more separation with his route, with his route running and speed. And so, honestly, I feel like his numbers would have been better if CD was in the position that T. Higgins was in. I 100% believe his numbers would have been better. Yo, I mean, I hear you. Like, and I don't even think T. Higgins is just a deep ball guy. He's physical, but like T. Higgins can run the whole route tree and be physical with that. And like, hey, they be catching them boys and going with them. I'm with you. T. Higgins is. I mean, really T. Good. got I that big really ability close. too. No, hey, I'm going to drop these. I'm going to drop these stats right here. What they got for the season and just let y'all. So, that's not a good thing because one's a one, I know, the other's a two. Like, no, that's, that's it, like very deceptive because one is the one and the other is the two. But I don't think it's as far off as you think it is. That's, that's oh, okay. Okay. So, <laughs> CD's got 74 for 961, six touchdowns, an average of 13. T's got 60 for 861, five touchdowns, an average of 14.4. So, like, technically, technically, T. Higgins hey, is doing better. But listen, though, we ain't going <laughs> to sit here and make it seem like that going out for an extended period of time. And this man done had Joe Burr for the whole time. And he been, Jamar was out, so he should have got more targets during that time. We ain't going to sit here and act like that didn't happen. And, and he does have Jamar there as the one. So, he not getting mm-hmm. the number one guy every game. No, I'm saying he, he was out for a little bit of time. So, that's what I'm yeah, saying. He, he was, was out for a little bit, but, but T. Higgins okay. mainly was playing as the two. Yeah. Okay. I'm feeling this. Let's keep it moving. And I don't like to slander this man because I'm we are <laughs> pro him on the podcast. But <laughs> T. Higgins or D.K. Metcalf? T. Higgins. For me, um, I think DK Metcalf has way more potential um, and showed it early. Like year two, DK Metcalf was insane. But at this point, T Higgins has just kept up his production more. And he has Joe Burrow. I understand that. But at this point, I can only go off of what I've what I've seen. And I got to go T Higgins. This one is tough. I'm not going to lie to you. It's supposed to be tough. I'm going to go DK just off of what I think he's still like he's I don't think he's matured either. Like, I think he's still like getting to to his full potential. I don't think he's there yet. And he literally could be like a dominating force, like with his speed and size. He's just as big as like uh, as Higgins, but much faster than Higgins. Like and. Rocked Johnny up. Bravo. That's what I'm saying. So like, <laughs> if, he, if he if he if he locks in and, and and is who he's supposed to be, I think it's a no brainer. I think I we still like T Higgins a lot, but I just I, I couldn't pass up DK. Yeah, it's tough, honestly. Like you say, but in this case, I probably would have to agree with Cliff and go DK, just based on his potential to dominate. Because honestly, I think he can have like an effect, like a I ain't gonna say like Calvin Johnson or something, but like. But when you look at like their body styles and stuff, like Calvin Johnson was, Calvin ridiculous. Johnson was also an elite route runner. Yeah, but yeah, but but elite. that's what I'm saying. Like DK, you can that's something that you can fix though. Like you can fix your route runner. You can get a, you can get better as a route runner. That's technique. But you can't. 
you're not gonna as you get older and stuff, you're not gonna get faster and you if you see Higgins, you're not gonna get up to DK size. That size okay. and speed so you're you just, going for potential, not what you've seen so far. I mean, DK still, DK still been still been really good. I mean, I mean they winning games out there in Seattle with Gino, so like he's still exactly. been really good. I think he just he has his drop troubles, like just like Gino T, just like slander. CD. But I think, I mean, I think it's DK. I mean, he had his games where literally, like you know, he's taking over the games. So, like if he can continue that, I feel like the biggest knock on him, like you say, is maturity and rock running. If he can. Improve those like they don't drop the bag off. Like there's no reason why you're not getting going to work. So for me, I think if he can get better with his route running and he can improve his maturity or get more mature, then I mean, no brainer all day in my opinion. Okay, all right, let's let's keep it moving. We're actually gonna get off of T Higgins because we've been here for a while. We're gonna talk touch on the last set of guys, and I want to talk really young receivers, first two to three years in the league. And we are going to talk Amon Ross St. Brown. Ooh, who spicy. Yes, yes, he is. Yes, he is. <laughs> so I'm going to start with Amon Ra or Devonta Smith. Amon Ra. Yeah, I'm a, I'm going Amon Ross St. Brown because uh, he can do everything Devonta Smith does. But then he also, his versatility. Like, this man can play running back and everything. So, like. I just got to go with him based on his versatility and his playmaking ability as a whole. Like, yeah, I like I like him on I like I like St. Brown a lot. Like he's 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 reliable. He runs great routes. He's not the fastest, but he's shifty as hell and he's quick. So he's he's your perfect slot receiver. Like I, I got to rock with him. Devontae Smith, I think, had his chance to be the one early and didn't really excel to what everybody wanted him to be and i think he's now in a great role when you got aj brown on the other side that you can Definitely. you can but but before like saint brown didn't have chark was chark was hurt and jameson just got back it was it was saint brown and they traded Hawkinson. it was saint brown mm-hmm. he's the one there doing the work so in the receiving game so i gotta rock with him all right i'm on ross saint brown or garrett wilson I'm on Ross St. Brown. I think Garrett Wilson yeah. is really, really good. But I feel like at this point, I'm on Ross St. Brown is very easily a top 10 receiver. Um, like on the year, he, he like very easily a top 10 On the receiver. year, but. Now, I think he's I think he's a top 10. Dude, do you remember? <laughs> he's definitely, he's definitely, he's definitely top 10 in receptions, 100%. Yeah, like, I don't, like are you saying like. I make my top ten list right now. Yeah, he probably I'm be ten. Rod is top ten over over a bevy of guys. Yeah. So like when you come back around and make your list, you're putting Amon Ra in the same area you're putting D Hop in or above. Uh, mm-hmm. probably a little bit below. Okay. All right. I mean, I mean, I right. that's a wild that's statement. Biker. So yeah, that's Justin biker. Jefferson, Tyreek Hill, Devontae Adams, Stephon Diggs, yeah. AJ Brown, Jamar Chase. Cooper Cup, Jamar Chase. Jamar Chase. That's seven. D-hop. You ain't even get to D Hop yet. D Hop. Oh. oh. I'm just saying, now we got people that you gotta think about. I'm taking we got him over Mike like, Evans. Mike Evans is not t- making okay. my top ten over him. All right, are you taking him over Jalen Waddle? Yeah. 
Okay, are you taking him, let's say, over Scary Terry? That's tough, but I think, mm. yeah. I, I be oh, oh. Mm. oh that's that's spicy. Spicy. Yo, spicy. yo, <laughs> yo, Debo Samuels. I'm on Raw. Oh, we might have to come back next week with the top, the top, our top 10. Awesome shit. Yeah. Hold up. Man. Hold up. I'm looking up Scary Yo. Terry stats real quick. I'm shook. Scary Terry has I'm been a little shook. bit better than Amon Ra this year. I, I'm just shook. Oh my! Yeah. Like I really thought when I got to that eight spot and started naming people like you know Debo, Waddle, Scary Terry, he'd be like, oh, "Okay, maybe I'm a little too hot." He was like, "No, I'm, I'm winning. Bro, I'm winning." He's that guy. Do you do you remember in the summer when we were doing our wide receiver rankings and y'all were talking about fucking Darnell Mooney and I said. Are we sure Darnell Mooney is even better than Amon Ross St. Brown? And you and Keith said, fuck yeah, he's better than Amon Ross St. Brown. Just remember, yeah. he keeps climbing the rankings. That. Never wrong, just I, early. I, I mean, hey, so never wrong, just early. <laughs> so, listen to this, so you got Tyreek, Jay Jettis, Stefan, Cooper Cup, Devontae Adams, D-Hop, Jamar Chase, A.J. Brown, I mean, on this list, they got Mike Evans and Scary Terry. And we didn't even talk about C.D. Lamb. Yeah, we didn't talk about C.D. Um, I mean, some who who else will be? I mean, Tyler Lockett is wide receiver eight on the year, but let me not talk about that. What is uh? What is Amon Ra? Six. Okay. But he also was missing other guys to throw to instead of him. Wow. Tyler Lockett is split. Okay, we ain't talk about like Mike Will and and Keenan Allen too. Keenan Allen, I'd have up there too, but Sam, all no one else loves the Chargers skill position players as much as me, so I just <laughs> left it alone. Like I'm like Keenan Allen. Is I, think top I'm five with, I think I'm with. I think I'm with y'all. Amon Ra is not top ten, but I think he's in the top fifteen conversation. Fifteen, fifteen okay. for sure. You can talk about yeah. Okay, yeah, we can talk about that. Okay, the, when y'all started naming more guys, I think it, it quickly like fills up because I can't put him above Keenan Allen. Like, <laughs> hey, we ain't talking about Plant Boy either. Fuck that, yeah, bro. Yeah, he ain't playing <laughs> no games, bro. All right, all right, we got we got mad into this one. Let's uh, let's roll off of the no huddle and get into the news with Sam. All right, so we're going to start off with the injury side of the news, which is ever-evolving, and there's way too much to even name every player's missing practice. But there are some notable people that look questionable going into this week. First is Russell Wilson. He's in concussion protocol. He didn't practice today. If he isn't cleared through protocol by Sunday, Brett Ripien? Is that how you pronounce his name? Yeah, Ripping. Ripping. He's in line to make his second start of the season. But on the bright side, Randy Gregory's 21-day practice window is open where he can come off IR, and they're hoping that he plays Sunday against Arizona. And speaking of the Cardinals, uh, what a game this is going to be. The Cardinals placed both Kyler Murray and Rondell Moore on IR. They're going to miss the rest of the regular season. And Colt McCoy is set to start the rest of the season. He's one of the most experienced backups in the league. So that might not be the worst thing for the Cardinals at this point. 
The Falcons placed Marcus Mariota on IR, meaning that him along with Kyle Pitts will miss the rest of the season, and rookie Desmond Ritter will get to finish the rest of the season as a starter. Um, hey, is it question before you get off of that topic? Yeah. So they say he stepped away from the team. Like, yeah, I don't, I don't even think he hurt. No, like, he's not. This no. looks to be a phantom IR situation. Where like they said he, he had surgery. They said he had literally had surgery. Mm, was it a real surgery or like a cleaning things up in his knee I, surgery? That's what they say. So they said he was having a chronic knee issue that he was playing through. And that he decided to get surgery on it. And the reports are saying completely independent of being sat for Desmond Ritter. If yeah. you want to believe that part. Okay. Now, the <laughs> part that's interesting about this is the fact that he is not going to rehab with the team. Yeah, he left the team. That's yeah, the thing the people are talking about. Which is for sure what makes it look like not necessarily a real injury because sure maybe you're dealing with knee pain all year and that that's something that you're going through but every player's dealing with something like every player has an injury at this point in the season yeah. and then you get benched and decide to get surgery on that injury i think it's a way to like leave with your tail kind of like tucked between your legs without looking like you quit on the team but it looks like he quit on the team Okay, but like if he actually needs surgery, like because like the knee things that everyone needs surgery in the NFL. Give me a second. Like if they're gonna play Desmond Ritter anyway, and that probably means that the Falcons will not be your home next year. Shouldn't you get the surgery now so you're ready for training camp? Next sure, year? but then no, show up on the sidelines and like support the team still because they're paying you and you like signed up That's... to be on the team for a year. What what I think it is is he got benched, and from the Falcons' point of view, I believe from the Falcons' point of view, they're like, listen, we finna bench him because we not finna make any noise this year. We not finna make the playoffs, so we just drafted this guy. We want to see what he can do, get him some experience now. So heading into next year, we already know what we're working with. And Mariota, obviously, we know at this point he's getting older, and he, you know, barely made the cut to the Falcons for real. As like, you know, getting the starting job, he can't so even throw. Point, like his shoulder is like this is not an insult. He had a shoulder injury that makes it like <laughs> literally impossible. The first thing he for said, he throw. can't even throw. <laughs> Like his shoulder, tell you a quarterback and can't throw. <laughs> his shoulders messed yeah. up. That's why he was running so much and wasn't throwing the whole season. But they were winning more than they expected, yeah, so it was fine. It they was true. He he did what he did what he needed to do. He played a few games. They got him because they wanted to make sure they had a cue because they drafted Ritter what the third. So like. Yeah. They wouldn't. They was just like, all right, we have a cue. Like, and now we're like, all right. I mean, now you're, you've been exposed in the last few weeks where, you can't get it done. The the height. Yeah, he was just like a bridge. I think he was just like a bridge for them. That's all it was. And and now you let it ride. And and I'm actually not mad about this. I lost Kyler Murray for the season in my dynasty league, but I drafted Ryder in our rookie draft. So, finally getting that the benefits of that just in time. Um. Yeah. I hope I hope he comes out there and and. is successful in that offense, kind of like he showed in the preseason. But I mean, it is preseason. I'm gonna throw him some bail. He did just have a daughter, so he might be like 
I'm going to just rehab and spend time with my family because I have a newborn at home. Sure. Which is fair if he ain't gonna that play anyway because he's on IR because he yeah. just got his knee. We ain't frying him. We just want to know what. Nah. Sam said he reason? couldn't throw. I he was getting fried. <laughs> Sam said he couldn't throw. Bro, why can't you just not come to anything team related but show Go up to, to a game and stand on the sideline in your clothes? Like that's that's like three hours out of your day, out of your I'm week. Not, I'm not touching. You that, got travel right? too though. With the yeah, that's true. I'm not touching all that. I I'm not touching all that. I'm just saying I'm gonna toss him some bail, and that's what the bail is. But I'm not touching. <laughs> I just want to know. Stuff. I'm not frying him because I think the Falcons is looking into the future, and they're like, we know you're not the guy. This is who we drafted, who we believe can be the guy. You bridged for him, and I mean, I think he was just salty that he was getting benched. This is why he stepped away from the team, and they're like, oh, we're going to place him on IR. He's hurt because he's not going to be showing up for any kind of team functions and stuff. So, hey, IR. So you don't think the surgery is real? I think he it had a surgery. Do I think he needed to have the surgery and that it is a season-ending surgery? No, I don't think I don't think it was that either. Yeah, I agree. Okay. So I'm okay. glad we uh, we paused on that because that that's not quite a tee off, but it is something noteworthy, and it's like being kind of weirdly and vaguely reported. But the the Falcons head coach at least seemed to kind of like imply he doesn't know what's going on. He just left and doesn't really. It wasn't. <laughs> that's wild. Not the coach being like, yo, I don't know what that man doing. He'd be out here, yo. Like that's wild. That's that that's that's excessive. Y'all gotta nah let let him live. All right, all right. Uh I'm not even a Mariota fan, but I'm just like, let him live. Uh the Ravens <laughs> are also dealing with quarterback injuries. Lamar's still dealing with his knee injury, but on the bright side, backup Tyler Huntley did practice today. He's been dealing with concussion symptoms, uh, but it looks like he's gonna start. Tyler Boyd and T. Higgins were both limited participants in practice for the Bengals, which is something to watch out for. They're on a hot streak, but losing those offensive weapons would definitely hurt. Trevor Lawrence didn't practice today. He has a toe injury that he sustained uh, in the game in week 14. The Raiders could have both Darren Waller and Hunter Renfro return. They've both been activated off IR, and their 21-day practice windows have opened. So, if they practice within those 21 days, they'll be activated. And they're hopeful uh, that they can have at least one of them back. Uh, it looks like Darren Waller is more of a uh, probable to play Sunday, but it looks like Renfro could too. The Steelers are really banged up. Kenny Pickett was limited in practice today with concussion symptoms. Najee Harris and Pratt Fi- Pat Fryermuth did not practice. And for the 49ers, Brock Purdy is questionable. Jimmy G's still out, so that leaves some room for concern. Debo Samuel's also out with an ankle injury, but it looked like it could have been a really scary knee injury, so there's silver lining there as well that it's not as bad as it looked. Non-injury news, just a couple of quick hitters. Zach Wilson's been elevated from third string to the backup behind Mike White in the game plan for this week, which maybe indicates that he's gained some favor back with the coaching staff uh, or the locker room. And NFL executive Troy Vincent says there will be a healthy discussion on making rough the, roughing the passer calls reviewable as the NFL goes forward into the uh, off season and next season. Um, and for the last thing in the news, I want to work. <laughs> well, 
I'm sorry. You don't think so? It's not, bro. Do you remember when they made past interference reviewable and then they just basically never overturned anything they, and it was just completely shit. worthless? Blatant like, shit. yeah, bro. Like the league just ain't ego built is a hell to of a be drug. honest enough. Yeah. Yeah. The league's not built to be honest enough for that to be a real thing. That's just that's just my take on it. That's going to be some nonsense. If it, they, and it's going to be frustrating because everybody's going to be like, bro, that's the whole reason why y'all made it reviewable. The review has to be external, like the booth or someone uh, like an NFL ref representative. Someone has to overturn the ref decision on the field for it to actually work because asking the refs to put their ego aside, come out and say they got it wrong every time is just – I agree with you that it's not realistic. It ain't no ego thing, man. They they be swaying these games, man. They want <laughs> they want they want they want to control these games, man. And they and they and and and, I, and it's not just it's not an ego more so from the refs. It's, it's from the league. The league's the one that make these damn decisions whether they gonna make it reviewable or not. And the refs ain't the ones. The refs just like, oh, I mean, shit. If you make us review it, hey, what, what you want the the call the the. The playoff what you game, want the play to be? The playoff game, the Vikings and the Saints in the in the playoffs oh, a few years ago egregious. with Kyle Rudolph. Egregious. I've never seen nothing. You that's that's a pass interference that you missed. Okay, you didn't see it live, but you go back and look at that. The full extension catch. Like I think they was like, "Yo, we can't do this." Though. Like, the, like you can't you can't <laughs> do that. And then they they kept the call. It was a touchdown. They kept the call. I, 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 and after that year. After that, what wasn't the, the Saints got robbed on another? It was the Rams the next, next year. year. Non playoff, yeah. no, and and that's after they got rid of it because it only lasted for a year. That yeah. shit was only mm-hmm. running for a year, and that the Saints called the too. Saints called the bad end of it both ways. <laughs> and <laughs> hey, bro, that that shit fluke, man. They don't they don't want to look at that shit because they want to stick with the call on the field. The things that can be be reviewed will be reviewed, but you know you know what. It I yeah, he ain't lying. He ain't lying. I'm with you. Hopefully they bounce it out somehow. I don't know how you balance that out. Like Hey, they, you seen the rest of the games. They they, they definitely are. I know you seen that video that uh popped out and was like the ref was like, let's just say it was and then the mic you cut the mic off. Hey. And you better cut the mic off. <laughs> I'm just saying, if they fixing the games, then like ain't nothing finna change because they not fixing it for balance, player. True. <laughs> like like, I hate to break it to you, but they're not fixing it for balance. <laughs> yeah. Is that uh, – we got any more news? We got – that's the end of the news itself, and then we're going into the tee-off. So I want to go into the tee-off to clo- close out the news. This is a segment we do where there's just some people that are in the news cycle in sports that we're tired of. And for me, that person this week is Skip Bayless. This week on Undisputed, <laughs> him and Shannon Sharp were arguing about Tom Brady. Shannon was calling out how Brady hasn't played well this year. Skip is an avid Brady supporter and said that Shannon has been trying to say that uh, basically Brady's been falling off for years and that he's always been wrong. I'm cool with that, but in the midst of the argument, he took it too far and made it personal when he said that Shannon was jealous of Brady because Tom has been able to play in the league into his 40s and that Shannon basically just wishes that he could have had that level of greatness. Uh this turned into a pretty heated debate. Uh, Shannon definitely felt disrespected. And while they get into heated debates all the time, a lot of people say that uh, Skip went too far this time. So did y'all see this? And what are y'all's thoughts on this? 
I saw this and like it's clear it's clear that like this is like something people do when they argue and they do debates like when you've been outmatched both like logically <laughs> experience wise wit wise etc you go to ad hominem i.e. personal attacks to boost whatever claim that you're trying to make by devaluate devaluing the person in front of you and I think Shannon caught it clipped it etc and like of course like Skip is not going to be honest with it, with that truth and then they try to like flip it back on him and like he got got and he decided to stoop lower than he should have but i don't think anybody is surprised about this type of behavior from skip bayless no not at all and one thing i saw (laughs) jalen rose actually tweeted about the situation said that called skip a culture vulture and said that basically what you said that no one's surprised uh it this kind of thing and i i saw a flashback of when jalen was on his show <laughs> for him. years ago stats. brought up his high school stats skip didn't like that skip had him on the show the next day basically forcing him to to apologize or like confronting him for making it personal so it's just interesting to see all these years later skip kind of on the reverse end of that and bringing up trying to devalue someone's career and making it personal when he never played football and in fact was, you know, on his JV basketball team as a junior and everything. (laughs) 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 Man, honestly, I I respect Sharp for not going ham on him like he could have, but he got real with him. He was like, let me take these glasses off. Like, let me. He was like, put your glasses back (laughs) off. I was like, what? What? That man, uh, that man is, is a Hall of Famer with Super Bowl rings. He played a totally different position than Tom Brady. That's just Skip. Let's be real, like fanboy sucking off Tom Brady. When shit, yeah. Sharp, Sharp ain't lying. Tom is playing bad. I said it a week or two ago. The Bucks are not a good yeah. team. They're not a good yeah. team. They didn't show. You got waxed by Mister Irrelevant. Like, let's be real though. Like, you got blown out. They got beat. They yeah. got beat. They got 21. They got beat. It was, it was by bad. a rookie quarterback that got drafted last overall this past year. Granted, the Niners are a good defense, but a quarterback is a huge position. And Tom didn't show up to the party. The Bucks didn't show the Bucks defense didn't show up to the party. Like they didn't show Nobody they're not a good, they're not a good, <laughs> they got not a that good team. First hit. And so, they and they were like, that's good enough. But he was mad. <laughs> Skip, Skip was mad because Sharp is right. It's the truth. Honestly, yeah. Like, you know, when, when people do start to hit you with the truth and you know it's the truth, that's when I feel like people tend to, like, stoop low and take the personal shots. I do think that he, you know, overstepped for sure. But it's nothing that they can, you know, they can definitely come back from that. That's just a normal argument. I'm sure we've all done had arguments with siblings, friends. That's a you co-worker, know. though, bro. You know what I'm saying? Like, you, I mean, but and they already beefed daily. The this, like, they get paid. Exactly, they beef daily, and I'm sure that they're friends outside of just working on the set and you know talking sports. So I would guess, or I would hope at least, that Skip probably apologized off camera, either after the segment or the next day. Like the they they probably like y'all said had arguments like this all the time, either on or off camera. Um. They may not be best friends, but I'm guessing they'll figure out a way to to make not best friends. But I'm I'm sure they're cool. Like well, they got a relationship because they work together. They gotta have some. Yeah, they might 
Hey, or they might just have a working relationship. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. I'm like, how many people you work with that you really rock with, rock with like that? It's like y'all cordial, y'all ain't got beef, but and if y'all if y'all were just cordial and y'all ain't really had beef before, and they do something like that, y'all might go from cordial to beefing. <laughs> like that's all. That's all I'm saying is that's the type of thing that takes you from cordial coworker to beefing coworker easily. <laughs> we go, we go see how they looking on these next he might, few episodes. He, but you know, hey, Shannon Sharp just might be better than me. I, I ain't afraid to say that. Like. <laughs> He just might be better than me. Like, that's not crazy to think. Agree. Yeah, that's right. it for the tee off. What we got next? Facts. We got a new segment. We're changing our fantasy segment a little bit. And this week, we're going to try to be predictive, get y'all some must start or potential sits in our fantasy boom bust this week. We got Cliff breaking it down for us. Alright, so my I got I got a few boom players for this week. Um I'ma start with George Kittle versus the Seahawks who are ranked thirty first versus tight ends. Um and I think with Debo being out, he's gonna have to step up and 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 take some of those targets uh and be who we know he can be in, in the game that they need to I mean in a, in a, in a divisional game they need to win. Um, I just think Kittle's – and he could definitely be that in the receipt, in the pass game and in the run game as a blocker. Um, so I think he's going to turn up. In the, in the, and I, th- I definitely think he scores uh, this week with them being okay. so weak against tight ends. Um, my next one is in the same game, uh, Christian McCaffrey versus the Seahawks, who are 31st versus the run game. I think that's just – I mean, he's in a position just to eat and have a Christian McCaffrey type day. Um, and then my kind of like under my little wild card is Isaiah Pachenko for the Chiefs. Um, I think he's been on the verge of having that breakout game. Like just he runs hard. Like he just he's a solid player. He sees the hole. He gets upfield. Like his injuries are his motors. He's got a high motor. He's always going. If y'all have ever watched him play, he's just boom next down, net boom next down. He's trying to get up before he even done getting tackled. Like. Boom, next down. Uh, I think he's just on verge for a big game versus the Texans, who are 32nd versus the run game. Um, so we're going to see how he, how he shows up this week. But I, those are my three boom fancy players this week. Um, so hopefully those all pan out this week. Uh, for the bust, um, I'm going to start with A.J. Brown versus the Bengals. And I know we was wow. just talk. I know we was just talking about the Bengals and 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 AJ Brown, but I think it's I think it's going to be a week that I think this is going to be a, a good game. Should be high scoring, like I, I feel that way. But <laughs> I think that somebody else is going to have to take the realm and 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 turn up for the for the whether it's the run game or Devontae Smith or. Um, I think is Dallas they play going, the Bears. is Dallas coming back? No, they played the the. I thought the Eagles played the Bengals this week. The Bears, the Bucks played the Bengals. Hold on, you sure? Who yeah, fifteen, right? I thought. Yeah, the Eagles, Eagles play the Bears are playing this week. the Bears. Yeah, the Eagles. The Bucks play the, the Bengals. Bears. That oh. is that is a fact. 
Well, you was right about Pacheco though. They do play the Texans, and they they give up the most rushing yards to a um, to a running back. It's like eighteen hundred. It's like a lot. Okay, <laughs> he said know. that's like a lot. Yeah, that's, that's <laughs> like a lot. <laughs> like a lot. <laughs> yeah. So the Eagles got the Bears. I think. Uh, yeah, we gonna take him off my boot. My, my, yeah, I, bro. I'm like, I'm be honest. It was like, it was like, oh, oh, we got a chance. <laughs> <laughs> I did not say that. Don't don't don't, don't put the lies on my name. You in the pocket. Don't put the lies on my name. I said no hey, my, such thing, sir. Hey, my, hey, my fault. My fault. Yeah, um, don't put the lies on my name. Look. All right, so the Raiders, the Raiders got the Pats this week. Uh, and I think Josh Jacobs comes back to reality. I think that defense is going to be a number two versus the run. I think they're going to bow up and, and kind of bring them back and make them have to throw the ball while they're coming back. Uh, Devontae Adams and those guys, I think they're going to bottle up the run. And I, I know he's dinged up too. So um, I think he's going to be a lower end guy this week uh, as well. Uh, and then my other one, I'm going rock with Trevor Lawrence because he plays my boys and we've played solid against Q's forced turnovers you know, defensive line getting after it, uh, after the quarterback. So I think and we fifth against quarterbacks this season. So I think uh Trevor Lawrence has a down week this week after being pretty pretty solid the past few weeks overall. I I actually really like that Trevor Lawrence one because this is kinda like a if Trevor if Trevor does it that's gonna be an accession game. Like people are gonna yeah. really be like, "Hey, yo!" Like we know he did against like the Ravens, but you know the Ravens be selling. Like they love selling. Like, <laughs> like they do. Like you know, like he's done. Like, but if he do it against them, I feel like we are gonna feel like that hit different because the Cowboys defense is they like that. Like everybody in agreement. Yeah. So yeah. I do think he's gonna have a down game, but if he doesn't, like that's gonna be like a signature game for Trevor Lawrence. I think, like, that's valid. I think it's going to be a good game, even though, I mean, I mean, we just had a good game with the damn Texans who was 1-10-1. And, and I'm sitting there looking, like, why is this a – like, I just try not to even get upset over it no more. We in the game with the goddamn Houston Texans. But we're going to see – I think the Jags are a better team um, overall. So we're going to see if we can come back and, and play like we're supposed to. Four quarters. Maybe it was that. Maybe y'all just played down to him, honestly. If that's a Cowboys special, I ain't gonna let's be honest. The Cowboys love doing that. Do. Playing down <laughs> to their competition. Yo, come on now. Don't act like I'm don't act like I'm lying. No, we, no, you're not. You're not. Like yeah, they, don't act like they I'm do. Lying. I mean and then man, we we gonna see this week if they if they play down and if they can do it. It's really just wanting to see if they can do it for four quarters. If they can play like they supposed to for four quarters, even three. Like, just show me consistency. Don't give me, don't give me one quarter where you scoring 20, 21 points. You said I will take three, and then and then give me and give me two quarters where you score three points in two quarters. Like, I don't want to see that shit. Like, that's not that's not consistent offense. That's that's just just be consistent. And I okay. we're gonna, we gonna see what happens this week. Okay, that's not bad. That's not bad at all. We. Got up next, uh, I think it's T.O. with the RPO. But did you have anybody else? No, that's it. I bet. T.O. with the RPO. 
All right, so this first question actually for you, Ant. So, just, will Justin Fields ascend to become one of the NFL's better quarterbacks by the end of the season and heading into next season? I'm going to run with this because he's already there, in my opinion. Like, the combination of his rushing ability and his passing ability already puts him at the high end of quarterbacks in this league, uh, particularly just what he can do rushing the ball. Now, what's missing is giving him the weapon that elevates and shows his passing talent to the level it needs to be. Like, you know what I'm talking about. Like, Josh Allen gets digs in a mm-hmm. different Strataverse. Jalen Hurts gets A.J. Brown, Mr. 1K, in a different Strataverse. Tua gets Tyreek even, right, and elevates to the point where he's leading the league in Pro Bowl votes. Like, you see what I'm trying to say? Like, he's already at the high end of quarterbacks, in my opinion, because of his dual abilities. But, like, that next step is if you get him that one, like, and everybody else shifts down one. So now Darnell Mooney's a two, which the last time Darnell Mooney was a true two, he put, he put up league-killing numbers, right? Now Chase Claypool's a three. So I'm running with this. I believe he's there. It's just a question of, accentuating that talent because there's not a high-end quarterback in the league that doesn't have that guy. It's just not possible. I got you. I agree with that. So this next one's for Cliff. So with signing T.Y. Hilton over OBJ, a mistake that the Cowboys will regret? Uh, I think we just went with depth. I think we're like – I already said we weren't going to sign OBJ. I'm pretty – even before the whole – I said we weren't going to sign him. Yeah. It wasn't going to happen. You said Jerry be BS. Be BS, man. <laughs> Y'all went with availability at the this, moment pretty Right. Much. I mean, this man went on – all three of these teams took him on essentially like like a day out. Like, <laughs> like took this man on, a, on, a, on a, whole, a whole tour – you know, why did dine up, did all this shit? And he like, yeah, I don't even feel like I should play in the regular season. And teams are like, we trying to we trying to be a higher seed. We trying to get you incorporated in the offense. You're not about to just show up and we ain't seen you run or do nothing and, and play. Like, OBJ, nice, don't get me wrong, but you coming off a major injury and you 30 years old. Like, we don't, we don't, we don't know. Like, nobody knows. So I think we just went with, we getting James Washington back, who I have no zero expectations for, and mm-hmm. we're like, okay, we get James Washington back. I do like CD and Gallup as the one and the two. I think Noah Brown makes plays every now and then, but he's not. I mean, he's. I think you just get him for depth. So you bring in Ty, with Washington, and Noah Brown. I think you have a, a good solid rotation at three where you can get guys on the field that you trust because I don't think they trust anybody after that. Jaden Tolbert, the rookie, ain't doing nothing. Uh, Fahenko ain't doing nothing. Turpin, I don't think they trust on the field yet. I mean, after they he only trust him for returning the ball, that's it. <laughs> and, and he yeah, he had his first muff, which was a big one um, this past week. But I think yeah. they just wanted depth at receiver. They just wanted to be able to have guys that can play and be veterans, run routes, get open for Dak and run the offense. I don't think they wanted to pay me personally pay Odell I'm, all that money and he can't 
We ain't even yeah, seen you do true. nothing. What was like, all that money though? Like, like that's yeah. what I'm saying. People keep being like, all that money. Like, what was Odell asking for that makes his confidence to be like all that money? Th- that's the only he, thing. He, yeah, he like, originally came out and said he wanted a deal like Michael Gallup, which I he I think he asked for that because Michael Gallup was coming off a torn ACL, um, and I guess that was some and he that was a guy that just got paid right after that. Um, to know, I gotta see exactly what. Uh, yeah, I don't know. The crazy thing yeah. is, like, but he came I'll, out and said that it was like, and I was like, that, I mean, I think he got. I, I know, know he wanted Me a multi-year deal. That's what I heard at first. Yeah, I mean, honestly, I'm I'm taking that gamble of OBJ ceiling over T.Y. Hilton. Like, when the last time we even anybody talked about T.Y. Hilton, even when he was playing, like. Look, I ain't say it was the right decision. Even when he was playing. And look, I ain't say it was the right decision. I'm just trying to make, I'm trying to make it make I sense mean, for what they did it for. No, <laughs> no, From their point of view. <laughs> that no not. Like T he was the man back in the day. Look. Hey, he was the man. He was the but man, homie. <laughs> he was. But he I mean, his fall off, it, I mean, whew, it's night and day. And He's not that same burner. I'm sure he's not the same burner anymore. And he was always hurt. So, well, you finna bring somebody in that's he's gonna come in. I'm not praying this on anybody, but he's been injury prone. So this is a classic hopefully. Jerry Jones move, bro. Pay somebody cheap. <laughs> pay somebody cheap off the hey hey. We just gonna see see if we can make this shape. We got James. We got Ty. Man, this, James Washington is not good. <laughs> We saw Yo, he been out all season. He been out all season, bro. He been out. Like, all he been hurt. He been hurt. I yeah, know. He not like, bad. Yo, I just don't. He's not bad. I mean, he can he, barely. Be, he was barely a three in, in in Pittsburgh. You know, like. But okay, Pittsburgh is a different. Like the way Pittsburgh gets receivers and wide receiver talent. That's saying something. Like they got. He was there with Claypool, Deontay Johnson, like. Like they had, they got guys there. They consistently keep a stable of guys in Pittsburgh. Well, we gonna see after he coming off that foot injury. But <laughs> that ain't, that ain't, I, I guess I guess Jerry believe in him like you do. So we gonna see. Oh, I ain't say all that. We gonna we gonna see. He was hurt. I just say he was hurt. So like, let's just give that man. Let's just give that man a break. Yeah, uh, this, this next one here, since we're going to get off of James Washington, this next one here for, for Sam. <laughs> so, is the is the last hoorah, is this the last hoorah for the Saints? So, they sacrificed a lot of draft capital for Olave and Trevor Penning, uh, plus their projected $55 million over the cap in 2023. As of right now, they have about a 15% chance to make the playoffs. So, I think if they win this week, it's like you go to like a one in five or something like that, but is this y'all last hoorah down with Nola? I'm going to pass on it. I think this year is the down year, the retooling year, and I think that the Saints always figure out a way to be flexible and make it work with the cap. I don't see a complete rebuild coming from the Saints. I see more of a retool. For example, I don't know Mike Thomas's future on the team, I think that's someone that they could definitely move off of, especially with how good Chris Olave has been playing. And 
there are two things that make me hold out hope. One is that we don't know where Sean Payton is coaching next year, and the possibility of a Saints reunion is always a thing, especially <laughs> it's been reported that he's interesting and interested in coaching in L.A., returning to the Saints. We haven't much heard much about the, the Cowboys rumors we were hearing kind of when his year off slash retirement was first announced. And the second is that I think a lot of the problems come down to Dennis Allen and the scheme and system rather than the players themselves. I think the Saints have the personnel to be competitive without having to completely rebuild. And I think if Jameis is given a chance, then they would have looked a lot better this year, at least offensively. Again, it comes down to the system and play calling, but I mean, I think there's you're just capped when Andy Dalton is your quarterback and then Mike Thomas is your number one receiver and misses the whole season again. But I see another year of Olave development coming, and I think they can retool around this core group rather than having to try, trade, try to trade everybody. The biggest thing for me is that, that 55. Like, it's going to be hard to keep trying to push out that cap. I'm telling you, you're not managing the cap if you keep having to trade guys like CJ, like like Chauncey Gardner. Like you're not managing the cap if you're still bleeding. Yeah, like you're (laughs) not managing the cap. You're bleeding talent. Like I, they do have a lot of talent. I'm not gonna lie, but like it got to be something up with the coaching because there's no way, no, there's no reason why Jameis isn't y'all starting quarterback. Like. There's just no reason for that, no excuse for that, in my opinion. So it could come down, like you say, to coaching as well. But a lot of the guys, man, they're getting older. Cameron Jordan and what, Davenport and what if they you just know, Tyree them? Matthew older. I mean, you know, you got a lot of guys that's, at this point, you know, getting on the last leg of their careers it's based on position-wise. So, what if they just um, do like, they, like, the, like the Seahawks did and just blow it up? Listen, I mean, they seem that That's hey, not, if you blow it up, it don't mean it's a complete rebuild. So, well, it, it, might not it be a bad thing. The thing is, the Saints gave up their pick, which is supposed to be a, that's the yeah, that's yeah. the biggest that's the biggest piece. They they gave up that pick, and I mean, yeah, they gave up a lot of draft capital for that. So, our our last question here, just as an open floor. So, do y'all think Jimmy G and Brock Purdy? may have convinced the 49ers that it's time to move on from Trey Lance. Nah. Like, nah, just because it's not time to pay him yet. Like, if it was time to pay him, I'd be like, okay, yeah, I'm with you. But just because they have some flexibility before they have to pay him, no. I think what it's done for them is they now 100% know that they ain't got to mess around with Jimmy G again this offseason. Like, if he keeps playing this well, they just get to know, like, we'll move into next season – with Purdy on the roster and with um, homeboy uh, Trey Lance on the roster, and we will figure it out from there, right? And I think that is really what it's done for them. It's like there's a lot of – there should be way more confidence in that instead of like what do we do? It's like, okay, if he doesn't work out, he doesn't work out, but like – It just honestly worked in their favor that they didn't get rid of Jimmy G – but right. then he got hurt, obviously. But, but he won sense, games, yeah. Yeah, he won them some games and stuff. And, you know, they are he knows the system. Like, they already know what they're going to get out of him. So, like, I feel like it worked in their favor. But then, like, it's, at this point, it's like 
obviously he got hurt, but now I mean, you got to the guy. Yeah, but it still guys. worked out because a lot it allowed Brock Purdy to end up playing scout team for mm-hmm. like the most of the season, really, because the Trey got hurt like what week three, four? It was really early, yeah, right? Early, yeah. So like that moved him to scout team where Jimmy would have been before, and then like he got all those reps playing against the, their great defense. So mm-hmm. then he got in and he was able to get get busy. So like it, I think they've gotten really lucky. With the way they, with with the way things have moved so far, Definitely. Definitely. <laughs> and like it's hard to it's hard to be mad at that for them. Okay, agreed. So that was it for the, the RPO. Unless Sam got a little something to add on at the end. <laughs> no, I definitely agree with with Anthony. Vise, vise. So what we got now is the game of the week with Cliff. Game of the week. I'm rocking with the Dolphins at the Bills. Um, I I think it's going to be another another solid game. Um, I think everybody should everybody should be playing. I think all the the, the key players for the most part, if I'm not mistaken. Um, so er, besides Von Miller, obviously, um, and which is going to be a difference in this mm-hmm. game, obviously as well, because I mean he was he's a he affects that game. Uh, I want to see Tua come back to life and and play like he played when the season started because he ain't looked that great the past few weeks. Um, so we're going we gonna to see what this game about. But I'm, I'm excited to see this as a big game, divisional game. means a lot for the division um, mm-hmm. and, and where these teams fall. So that's my game of the week for week 15. Yeah, While like we one. are here. Does anybody actually buy the like the league is figured out to a whole thing and like now it's gonna get real difficult for him narrative? We, we can hold this thing. conversation for the five fly if you want. All right, that's facts. All right, let's move right into the five fly then. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's it's building and it ain't quiet Let, either. Let's start with that game and let's just start with that question. So the first one I have, I'll just give you all the line real quick. The uh, the Bills are at home and they're favored by seven and a half points. Um, so to start with Anthony's question, do y'all buy the kind of narrative that uh, defenses have figured Tua out? Because the Dolphins have scored 17 points in two of their, both of their last two games, and they only had 219 yards of total offense last week against the Chargers, which was their second lowest of the season and lowest uh, game that Tua's played in. So. What do y'all think about that? The Chargers not nice, neither. Yeah, like, yeah, no. The Chargers not really like that. <laughs> like, like none of us think the Chargers are really like that. Let's be honest. I mean, it's tough. Like, I'm not even going to necessarily say everyone is figuring them out. I feel like it's more about like the ebbs and flows of the season. Like, he started off really hot, then he hit a rough patch, and then I feel like honestly, the whole season he's been. The best, the highest rated quarterback in the NFL. So we haven't been able to see that the past couple of weeks. But I feel like, I mean, the ebbs and flows. Like it's, it's we're bound to see that guy again. Like I don't feel like that's gonna. I, I feel like it's gonna come back. Like I'm not saying I want him to come back and just torch the whole AFC East because that's ain't what I want. No, that's, that that ain't what I want. But will I think he'll come back to life? I, I do think so, and I think Mike McDaniel will come up with some game plans to, you know, put him in position to succeed. So, I definitely think so. 
just okay. uh, some context for, for people who might not remember. This is the second time these teams have played. They played week three. The Dolphins won that game 21 to 19. Josh Allen went crazy, um, like stat-wise, had 400 yards and two touchdowns, but ended up losing that game. The Bills have won four games in a row. They have a great defense, but the only time they've beaten an opponent by eight or more points this season when the opponent had a winning record was week one against the Titans. Wait, how you got a winning record? Week I was going to clarify that against <laughs> against a team with a winning record currently was, okay. was week one against the Titans. The Titans are the only team currently with a winning record that they've beaten by eight or more points, and that was all the way back in week one. Uh, and the spread is seven and a half. So, what do y'all think? Do y'all like the Bills at home? Bills to, by seven and a half. Bills by seven and a half. I'm taking the fans just because their thing is so large, the spread is so large, and like, no, 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 I'm gonna let everybody else go. I feel a little <laughs> bit torn because I'm not accounting for the weather in Buffalo, and that weather yeah, that's big. could be that's big. Could the the Dolphins like had an air conditioned practice with it turned down to like 20 today. <laughs> Boy, if that snow starts hitting, nice try. Nice try. Something. It's something, but it ain't. It ain't that. I I don't see. I don't see the Bills beating them by seven, seven and a half. I can see seven, eight. Right. I don't. I don't see them beating them by seven. But so I'm taking the fins. But I do think that the Bills are going to win the game. Yeah, I think I'm going to take the fans, too, with such a large spread. I mean, it's, and the thing with me is it's a divisional game as well. So I feel like these games are always going to be good games, and I don't feel like nobody is going to blow each other out. Like, no matter – especially at this point, even the Jets, who previous to Mike White weren't scoring touchdowns and were barely losing. So – and they beat the Bills. So, I mean – yeah, I gotta take the fence on this one because that's that's a that's a little spread right there. Seven and a half. Anthony. I mean, we didn't even lose by that much in our offense. Yeah. Yeah, I'm li- I'm looking at this and like they haven't they lost to the Chargers by like seventeen points. I'm not the Chargers, the uh 49ers by like 17 points. But the Chargers by six, man. The Bills I'm gonna take. I'm gonna. I'm gonna go with the Dolphins as well. No, fuck it. I'm going with the Bills. I'm going with the Bills. I. I, I just. I, I'm going with the Bills. Like the Bills. The Bills offense still put up twenty on the Jets, and the Jets defense is crazy different. Like it's good. like it's crazy different, and like the Dolphins only put up seventeen against the Chargers. Like I just. I can't. I can't. I want to take. <laughs> I want to take the fins. I just can't do it. I'm I'm going I'm going Bills, but okay. Like my y'all heard me say fins at first, but I just can't personally. Nah, be yeah. I'm not saying it's the ebbs and flows. They, I don't think they're gonna you know stay dead. I right, they gonna ebb and they gonna ebb and keep ebbing for this <laughs> week. <all right>? <laughs> 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 
I think I'm going with the Dolphins. So that makes this one a three-one for the Dolphins, and and I'm I'm just with uh, Cliff and To on the spread part. Like I just think Vegas is a little bit overreacting to the Dolphins' offense being slow, and I think that that's about the best spread you could get for the Dolphins being you know a dog in a game. Like to come within seven and a half points with with the potential that that offense has, I can definitely see it. And I, I just think it'll be, like y'all said, a close divisional game where neither team is really has that much of an edge. The last time they played, it was a two-point game. Uh, and the Dolphins won that game. But the Bills look really good, and the Dolphins are struggling right now. So I think that's what the, the spread is, What the why the spread is what it is. So I think – I'm with y'all on just seven and a half is too many points. Uh, All right, boys. I just want you to know I'm looking at the weather forecast for Buffalo, New York, and there is snow showers early becoming more scattered later with high winds Wango. up to 20 miles per hour and a 40% chance of snow. Hey, you know the game plan. Dolphins finna pull that Patriots. We finna run the ball 40 times. They ain't been doing that well. They're going to have to because two arm ain't strong enough to cut through that. <laughs> I'm just saying. I mean, that's kind of my point, but we're going to see where it ends up landing in the, like, you know, grand scheme of things. But I had to check the weather as well because I think that's going to be a big part of this. Yeah, that's definitely a huge factor. So let's – Maybe the wind get behind him and he throw the ball a little bit <laughs> during the quarter. <laughs> During the quarters with the wind behind him, he might be a bad. You got, got Tyreek Hill, Jalen Waddle, you can let that thing fly, man. <laughs> Yo, I can't stand you. <laughs> hey, going to be looking like that Mike Vick commercial, boy. Flip the wrist. That joint going 100 yards. <laughs> uh, We're going to go back in time a little bit. We started with that Sunday game just because it was going off the conversation from the, the last game. But uh, – Thursday night football is also one of the five flies, so it's 49ers at the Seahawks. The 49ers are three-point favorites on the road, um, and Debo Samuel's going to miss this game. Brock Purdy right now is questionable. Running back Kenneth Walker is returning from injury for the Seahawks, uh, so that's a big part of their offense that they'll be getting back. They've lost three out of their last four games, coming off a bad L to the Panthers this week. Um, with not knowing if Brock Purdy is going to play, would y'all still take Niners minus three, or would you take Seattle at home to cover? Who's the guy if it's not Brock Purdy? That's what I'm trying to figure out. <laughs> yeah, bro. I, I, there ain't no way you getting me to say anything about this game until I get that answer. <laughs> like, who, who's playing? Well, I've heard that the Brock Purdy thing is like a rib injury and it's supposed to not be that bad and that he could have kept going last week. But, like, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers were such a disgrace of a football team that, like, it just literally made no sense for him to continue playing that game, which is why he came out. So, assuming he's playing, yeah, like, I'm taking that, no doubt. But, like, if there's a chance he doesn't play, I would – I don't – Oh, they got Josh Yeah. I was going to say, it is someone named Josh Johnson. Beyond that, it could not I know who that anything. is. Oh, I, I know. Who Put us on. <laughs> yeah, I know who Josh Johnson is. I mean, He's been, he been around the league for a minute. He didn't play for a yeah. lot of teams. He, he ain't played, played for a lot of teams. but He's he been on a lot of teams. He's the guy that's been on like 20 teams. 
Yeah, I think I think that is him. Yeah, he he's, he's been around the league. Fourteen so. different teams, the yeah, most for a player league history. Yeah, all right. I do know who that is actually. All right, <laughs> I, I've heard all I need to know. <laughs> <laughs> this guy has been around the block and he's getting it done. Uh, he a vet, man. Three points against the Seahawks. Mm. It's crazy because I better get up against him last time and they drugged the Bucks. So I'm I don't care who the quarterback is, I just gotta go with the 49ers. Like they just they're just playing good team ball. Like even with one of the most important positions being a question mark, they just playing good team ball right now. So I just got to go with the Niners and the Seahawks. Like I said, been struggling lately as of late. Not sure why, but they've been struggling. And the Niners are, you know, a pretty hot team right now. So I just got to go with the Niners here. Yeah, I'm probably I'm probably rocking with the Niners too. I think the Seahawks could surprise some people if. They play much better than they did last week against the Panthers, but um, Gino gonna have to have a game. And Kenneth, getting Kenneth Walker back is huge if he's if he's running like he's supposed to. So I think that's could be a deciding factor. I'm gonna take the Niners, but wouldn't be surprised if the Seahawks gave him a fight. Same, same. Yeah, it could come down to a field goal. Yeah, no, nah, I'm just taking the Niners, bro. You know, like it, it just like. I just don't need no specifications for it, bro. Like they just they really like that. Like, like it's just like it's like there's no other word for it. Like you seen what Brock Purdy did. He and like no shade to Brock Purdy because he was like a three and a half year starter at Iowa State or something like that. So like bro bro didn't put in the minutes. Like he really like but like that yeah. Debo being gone is a is a painful thing, but that just means C Mac is gonna eat. Yeah. Eat. He might. He might throw, run, and catch another TD this week. He might. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised. <laughs> like, that's yeah. all that says to me is he's about to eat. Like, the thing is, the 49ers' offense doesn't even have to be great because their defense is so good. Like against the Saints, even when Jimmy G was playing, scored 13 points. But guess how many the Saints scored? Zero. So yeah. it was still a blowout. But I mean, <laughs> they just blow teams out different. 13 and Field position is huge. Field position is huge in games like this where you got a question mark at quarterback. So, I mean, their defense is really good. So, if, if they're winning the field position battle during the game, then I could, I can definitely see it for sure. All right. That's a 4-0 for the Niners then. Next one, we talked about this game for a second. We got Eagles at the Bears. The Eagles are nine-point favorites on the road. Anyone think with Justin Fields back, uh, he had their offense looking really good, didn't result in a lot of W's, but they scored a lot of points uh, in that stretch before he got hurt. Do you all think that as a result they can cover a nine-point spread, which is really big, or do you all think the Eagle, Eagles continue their slaughter on the league? Yeah, I think the Eagles continue to fly. fly I don't even think. Eagles. Fly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't even yeah. I mean, no, look, no disrespect, man. You know what I'm saying? Like, no, I think Justin Fields will have some success. This is a different team. Like, we yeah. ain't talking about some booty team. Like, they like that. Like, I'm not going – like, the Eagles, we know we know what the Eagles – we know how the Eagles yeah. get down on people right now. Like, yeah. <laughs> they ain't playing games, okay? So, like, I'm, I'm cool with that. We like, said nine, too? Yeah, I think they can get it by ten. 
And Darnell Mooney is out, and that wide receiver core was not good before he was out, bro. Like, yeah. Nah, like Justin Fields is going to be out there looking like Lamar Jackson, trying to Grammar. do everything for himself. Yeah. Like, and boy, like, I like Chase Claypool. No Chase Claypool slander here, but he has not really come on yet. Yeah, y'all's as coach far said as like, today he's still figuring out the offense and being incorporated. So, and if your coach yeah, has to say that, 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 that means you, you, you slow, slow if your coach has to say that to the media, bro. Because, like, we don't even be throwing boys under the bus like that where we at. Like, we be chilling. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, and they beat the hell out of the Giants, who, you know, mm-hmm. I thought would have put up a better game, but clearly mm-hmm. the dominance was oof. Yeah, no, nah, the Man. Giants ain't been it for a minute now, bro. Let's be hold that let's thought. Keep it 100. Hold that thought. <laughs> hold that thought. The Giants is next. I know the next one. I know the next one. <laughs> so the next one we got is Giants at the Commanders. We talked about this game a few weeks ago uh, when they played uh, two weeks ago, and how mm-hmm. their matchup could determine who makes the wild card in the NFC, especially with Detroit on the run that they're on right now. It does not look like both of these teams are going to be able to get in. So with the first matchup. It had huge implications, resulted in a draw. They went to overtime, and they tied. So they have the exact same record, 7-5-1, mm-hmm. and one, and this game has a ton of playoff implications. The line, the commanders are home, and they are four-and-a-half-point favorites. Um, the Giants have not won a game since November 13th. That was a month ago. Uh, after starting really hot, off, really hot to start the season, and the Commanders, after starting terrible, they've won six out of their last eight games. Um, the Commanders a had a bye after that tie game they had with the Giants. Commanders are coming off a bye, whereas the Giants are coming off what we just mentioned, getting thrashed by the Eagles. So what do y'all think? Do y'all think the Commanders cover the four-and-a-half-point spread, or do y'all think the Giants make it a closer game or even win the game? That means the Commanders going to have to put up some points low-key. So. <laughs> Didn't they activate Carson Wentz? Yeah, but he on the bench. He's he ain't not playing. Back. He better not be. He better not be. Yeah, no, they already said it. Like, if he, if, when, he, if they said he's playing, I'm taking the Giants. No, they already said Carson Wentz is not going to be the starter again this year. Like, they, <laughs> like no, they did. Like, after Taylor came in and won those first couple of games, like, real quick, they were like, even when Carson comes back, he's not the guy. Yeah. Which I think Man. was the right thing to do. Like, so yeah, he's going to be second string. Yeah. I mean. Look, I just think Taylor oh, Heineke got One more it, thing. He one got more the thing. Uh, Saquon was listed as questionable earlier this week. He has no injury designation anymore. He's healthy and, and he's going to play. So if that factors into your decision at all. It doesn't, bro. I mean, he's a high volume guy. Like, we know he's going to get a lot of touches regardless, so. Um, I'm t- Taylor Heineke, him, bro. I'm t- like, let's be real. So you're he you're him. taking the Commanders? <laughs> yeah, I'm taking the Commanders. Taylor Heineke, him, bro. Like, oh, no, I'm not gonna relax. <laughs> no, I'm not relaxing, sir, <laughs> sir. Okay, let's be real, bro. Shannon on you, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Take off your glasses. Him. Let's talk. Let's him. talk. Him, him. <laughs> Look, he ain't lowercase h. Josh Allen. Yes, thank you. In lowercase h. He ain't Josh Allen. But he did take an abysmal 
Washington Commanders team yeah, with Carson Wentz as a quarterback to a team that is currently in the playoffs. He's won like what five of his six or seven starts. I think six, like six out of bro, six, seven and, or something like that. Six out that that's that's numbers for a team that couldn't win a game to save their lives. Like he's lowercase him, bro. Like he came in, went to the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Like Tom Brady's closest game all playoff run was against Taylor Heineke the year he won the Super Bowl at Tampa Bay. <laughs> yeah, he's I'm, lowercase him, my guy. Like I, I'm, I'm still picking. I'm picking the Commanders, but <laughs> they tied with the Jets. So let's the the Giants just got thrashed by. I mean, who we know who we're talking about. But the Commanders yeah. played it. Played it. I mean, they beat the Eagles. They gave the Eagles their first loss. We all know how controversial that game was, though, with calls and stuff. But they didn't get thrashed, though. <laughs> so, so, and they just tied. I think the Commanders are the better team. The Giants are not going to make the playoffs. I think that tie, though, is going to be huge for playoff implications because that actually gives you a nod over a team with another loss. So. That could change things a lot in the NFC playoff. Yeah, I think I'm gonna go Commanders too because I just believe in their, I believe in their playmakers. They they got a lot of talent on the offensive side. They just like you say couldn't get it going before with Carson, which he should have never been. <laughs> he should have never been there. Yeah, he should have never been there anyway. But like I said, they got scary, scary. They got Curtis Samuel, who man is you know finally playing games. You know what I'm saying? Instead of being on the sideline the whole season. Um, I mean Gibson. He he been running really good. Brian Robinson has been playing good as well. So, uh, yeah, I, I'm gonna rock with the Commanders. Four points. I like it. I think I'm gonna go with the Giants. If I was betting just who I thought was gonna win the game, I would bet Commanders. It would be a four zero. But with this being a tie last time, I just see this being a field goal game, especially with both teams. It being a must win to go to the playoffs, basically. Uh, I just think the Commanders probably win by a field goal, and the Giants will probably cover. Okay, with a chance uh, to tie again. <laughs> that would be wild. That would be Yo. Yo. so funny. That would be wild, bro. <laughs> All right, yeah, so it's a bro. we got a three-one for the Commanders there, but a four-zero on. We all think the Commanders are going to win the game. And then to close it out, uh, we got the Bengals at the Bucks. The Bengals are a three-and-a-half-point favorite in Tampa. Like I said in the news, T. Higgins and Tyler Boyd are limited right now, whereas the Bucks had Julio Jones return to practice this week. Joe Burrow's also been a bit banged up, but he was able to fully practice today. Do you all think the Bengals keep their run at the end of the season going, just like they did last year, or does Brady bounce back and shut up the haters after being destroyed by a rookie quarterback last week. Nah, I can't side with Brady no more this season. He's finna get whacked this week <laughs> by the Bengals. <laughs> the What's Bengals about attacks. Three and a half point favorites, Bengals on the road. Oh, yeah, I'm taking that. Yeah, no, yeah. that's too It close. was so disrespectful last week against Brock Purdy and the Niners. Like, And I took Brady to you know cover that game and win that game. But it don't sound like it was disrespectful now. <laughs> Listen, yeah, <laughs> yeah, I got, I got to rock with the Bengals. Um, I mean, like I said, they they getting hot at the right time. Joe Burr, I mean, we we know how he be slinging the rock out there, and for the the Bucks to just look like they just got no fight in them, like 
look like they're getting out coached, out schemed, out played everything. So, um, yeah, right, I'm rocking with the Bengals. Let's be messy real quick. Have y'all heard the like Brady like changing the game plan the night before rumors without the coaches? Yeah. That's, oh, that's actually what Skip and Shannon started arguing about initially that led them down that rabbit hole. But, yeah, apparently Brady just doesn't watch film all week and is trying to change the game plan. Okay, I don't week. know about he doesn't watch film all week, that's but I do saying. know they're like – No, they were, they were fighting over the fact that Shannon was like, do you think Brady watches more film than the coaches? Yeah. The coaches spend like 20-plus hours a week – watching just film not even like the rest of the stuff they do and like that was where that argument started but more so just like hmm, i just i'm finding it hard to believe well i'm not finding it hard to believe but like that would explain a lot of like they had a whole game plan they practiced a particular I game mean, plan all week the long. Case, they won't have no success before that game no, I think it's like they're like it was a leak of like this is something that's been happening this season. Oh, uh, okay. Like so, like Tom the night before changes the game plan and they ain't even practiced the new game plan because well, they've been practicing the old game plan all week. That could like, explain a lot, yeah. <laughs> like that would be that would be a little wild to me. Yeah, if that's true, then that's wild. But and that could explain their offensive struggles, but. Yeah, they haven't been having any offensive success. And, I mean, I don't see it changing against a Bengals team that, I mean, they're going to put some pressure on you at the end of the day because we know they're going to score points. Like, I don't care who you put out there. They're going to score. So, I mean, the Bucks. I don't know if they're going to be able to do enough. At this point in his career, Julio coming back don't scare me. It, it don't put, I don't think he put no fear in nobody's heart. This you point. said Huli who? Yeah. <laughs> Listen, we all know he, you know, one of the great, you know, one of the greatest. But at this point in his career, he just, he just out there doing cardio at this point. Like <laughs> he had some pretty good catches the last couple of weeks, man. But I, I hear you. Like Julio on that team does not strike fear into many men's heart. Yeah, he's not the same player. Like he don't have the same impact on the game that he used to. So no. So I yeah, think we're don't. we're all in on the Bengals then. Yeah. 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 Damn. That offense that bad. Let, hey, that offense bad. Let fuck around and let uh Desert Rider and Falcons sneak sneak ahead of him. If he come out and play, if he come out and wild people, bro. Yeah, that will be some wild stuff. So, the Panthers um, maybe even too with the defense. The way they, I'm telling you, man. Talk, honestly, that, that team not good. They they not good, bro. We back on this conversation again. They not good. Everybody's gonna be like Tom because it's Tom because it's Tom. He's celebrating. He's celebrating game winning drives when <laughs> when the, the game was ass. Like y'all played ass. Like you should just they be did. walking off. You should just be walking off the field happy that you got a dub. You celebrating like 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 you done did. If something. I was a Tampa fan, like, I would be like, on. we got time. Come I would on, have man. all the faith. If I was a Tampa Bay fan, I would have all the faith. Just like when he was in New England, I'd be like, we got time. They have scored the least <laughs> amount of points in their division. That is okay, Bruh. Well, we they scored the least amount of points in their division. Granted, they've given up the least amount, but they've scored the least amount. The Panthers haven't yeah. even been able to figure out who their quarterback is all season, and have and scored, scored more than the Bucks. Had That's Donald what I'm Baker, PJ Walker, 
The Falcons and the Saints and the Panthers all scored more points than Tom Brady. That don't even make that 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 shouldn't even like. It don't even make sense, bro. (laughs) It it really don't even make sense. Well, that's that's not wrong. That's a wild. That's a wild stat. (laughs) Well, that makes it a four zero sweep for the Bengals. Then hopefully Skip Bayless doesn't see this. Who are y'all? <laughs> Who are you? <laughs> right. uh, and we're going to pull them stats. We're going to pull them stats on them. Uh, yo, I mean. Yo. Yeah, he don't want to get started. He can pull, look, he can pull my stats. Yeah, I, yeah, that's what I'm about to say. I'm like, I don't know if he want to pull T.O.'s stats like that, bro. Like, yo, T.O. T.O. was him. Like, yo. <laughs> Like, I don't know if that's a good move. <laughs> oh, man. That's it for the five fly. Gamble responsibly, and, yeah, uh, don't don't blame us if, if things go wrong. Yeah, don't blame us. We, ah, shit. We yeah. probably hit on parlays like everybody else. Look. <laughs> hey, 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 hey. Like everybody else. Like everybody else. <laughs> All right. Yo, let's get into the let's get into the final segment of the show, the heart of the show, Ballers Bouquet. Too often in the media, people only focus on the negative and salacious things athletes do and never give them their credit. Where credit is due, here we like to make a change. And this week's Ballers Bouquet goes to a Chicago Bear, Jalen Johnson. His childhood friend Kavion Scrubs' life was tragically cut short. At 22 years old. So Jalen started a nonprofit called KB's Vision to honor his best friend. This nonprofit focuses on children within the neighborhood in Fresno where he, they both grew up to provide assistance and opportunities and scholarships, all that type of good stuff. So through this foundation, he does things like particularly this year, he's running a Christmas carnival where 100 families from the Fresno area will receive clothing, toys, household supplies, and like Christmas dinners, right? On top of that, he created a clothing line through this nonprofit called No Love, and it donates apparel to homeless people as well as patients at local children's hospitals where he takes time out of his, you know, busy schedule to visit and... To visit and you know, just impart his time and feeling with them, etc. And these are the reasons why he gets this week's Ballers Bouquet, but it's also why he is the Chicago Bears nominee for the Walter Payton Man of the Year Award. All right, so that is it for episode 96. I appreciate everybody that came through, rocked with us, whether it was on YouTube, Spotify, Facebook, Twitter, Apple Music. We appreciate all of y'all. We are quickly approaching episode 100. Only three episodes left. So if y'all want to hear anything, want us to talk about anything particular, you can always hit us up, theflyroutepod at gmail.com. We'll get your mail. And we will incorporate it into the show. But appreciate everybody. And we can't wait to give y'all episode 97 next week. The Fly Route Pod. The Fly Route Pod.
the fly route, the fly route, the fly route, the fly route.